said this when we first started, ask the doctor's office or talk to the biller. That's the best way I've know that I've handled it. I've always called doctor's offices when we were starting this whole thing out, getting franchises. I've called doctors and said, do you guys take federal work comp? So the front desk girl doesn't always know what's going on. And that's not a knock on them. So I always tell people, ask the biller because the biller is the one that gets the doctors credentialed. Right. So it's the best thing is to call, ask that doctor's biller and make sure they take federal work comp. And there's a difference because there's state work comp and then there's federal. You've got to say federal. Welcome to Breaking OWCP Podcast with Chris and Jeannie. A very special post-Thanksgiving edition. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and didn't eat way too much like I did. <laughs> um, okay, so those of you that want to hop on, you're going to come on over to Breaking OWCP with Chris and Jeannie on Facebook and YouTube. This is where we're going to have all of our podcast uh, entertainment and education and learning and tips and tricks. So today, what we're going to be talking about is the three biggest mistakes you can make at the beginning of your OWCP claim. Because if you don't get these things taken care of right at the beginning, you're a little bit screwed. And we don't want you to be screwed at all. Don't. So we're going to have Chris talk about the three biggest mistakes that you can make at the beginning of an OWCP claim, tell your friends, tag them on the comments, share this, let everybody know we are having this podcast now. And we officially dropped our first um, live episode Live episode last week. Yeah, it, yeah last week it was the official. So um, let's get started. So we're going to talk about the three. <laughs> okay, so. In my in my uh, podcast notes, I actually called this the three biggest OWCP killers. And the reason that is, is that if you do all of these three things right, things generally will go smooth for you. If you miss any of the three things, then I, almost nothing goes smoothly. And the first thing is when you when you first get hurt, like say for a CA1 injury, which is something that happens in a single shift. Like you twisted your knee or, you know, you hurt your back or something like that. Well, you have to go to e-comp, right? You're going to fill out your CA1 on e-comp. Well, thing number one where people go wrong is when they get to box 15 of the CA1, it asks you, do you want to use continuation of pay or sick and annual leave? The first mistake people make is they don't choose COP. Right. Because they've heard all the horror stories of their friends in the past getting demand letters saying, you owe us the money back because the claim never got accepted. Correct. Okay. Well, when they ask you for your money back, what they're doing is they're taking your sick and annual leave. Well, if you just elect sick and annual leave in the beginning, it's the same thing as them taking it from you later. Correct. But if you get your case accepted, they won't take the sick and annual from you and you still have it. So you're, you're way better off if you just elect COP. You remember the, uh, the claims examiner that we talked to with AFGE? Yes, the senior claims examiner. <clears throat> this was his idea. You know, he stopped my presentation to say, hey, everyone suggests elect COP because the worst thing that happens is you're in the same spot you're in if you would have taken sick and annual in the first place. Right. Um, but the reason this is one of the big problems is because if you don't have continuation of pay, 
then if you got to have time off, you're all, you are going to use your own sick and annual leave, and that's going to run out. But continuation of pay is good for up to 45 days of time off. I don't want you to be off work 45 days, but that's not the point. If you need to be off of work, do you want to use your own sick and annual leave? I mean, don't you want to go on vacation? That's what I want. Um, so elect continuation of pay so that you have a way to get off of work if you need to. But a lot of times that I hear, Chris, is they forget or they don't do it or the supervisor tells them something else. What happens if they don't check it off and then they find out that they can or they were supposed to and don't? Can they go back later? You go back and convert it. Um, so I've been told now I'm not a federal employee, so I, I can't I don't have firsthand knowledge. But I've been told that it's as simple as, you know, going into the system, air quotes, and reclassifying your time. You know, categorize it as continuation of pay versus sick and annual leave. Um, but the the best thing is just pick COP up front. If in the end your claim doesn't get accepted, um, they're just going to take the sick and annual that you would have elected up front. Right. So give yourself a chance not to have to use your use your uh, sick and annual leave. That's the first thing, and you know that's also really important because you can't work because you're hurt, but you don't have time to take off, so you have to go to work hurt, and that's miserable. And people just say, gosh, this is awful. Why would anybody do this OWCP thing? Well, problem one is you didn't take COP. And this is only for a CA1 claim. Right, yeah. So. COPs, uh, you're not eligible on a CA2. No. They don't even ask you on the CA2 form. Um, but it is box 15 on the first page of the CA1 on ECOM. And I know a lot of you are not happy because we, we hear it all the time. Like, you know, I'm filing a CA2 and I, how do I get COP? You, you, you don't. don't. That's just the rules. Yeah. And I always say, you know, fairness doesn't have anything to do with this because lots of stuff in OWCP isn't fair. Yeah. All right. So the second mistake people make is they don't get a CA-16. Now, sometimes it's not a mistake. It's the supervisor uh, willfully not giving you a CA-16. But you have to demand it. Um, so what is a CA-16? A CA-16 pays your medical bills for the first 60 days on a CA-1 claim. So imagine you get continuation of pay where you have 45 potential days of time off and you have the CA-16, which pays your medical bills. There's no barrier now for you to get better. You've got six weeks to two months to do something about it to get better. Yep. And if your claim's denied, um, you know, okay, so they go and convert your COP to sick and annual or whatever. Fine, whatever. It happened. But the cool thing about the CA-16 is if your claim is never approved, you still never have to pay back that money. And why is this a problem? Okay, well, just like the not getting COP means you don't have any way to pay, you know, get paid when you're off of work. Well, when you don't have a CA-16, you have to pay all your medical bills. Yes. And you got hurt at work. Why should you have to pay a dollar? Uh, that's not okay. Well, people don't get a CA-16 for a few reasons. One, you never heard of a CA-16. Two, you report your injury way too late. You have to report within seven days to be eligible. And by the way, you got to report within 30 days to be eligible for COP. So as long as you report right away or now when you get hurt, you're eligible for both. Yes. And so you got to do that. You got to get a CA-16. And you hear that? Oh, sorry. I'm back, everyone. Um, yeah. So get a CA-16 to pay your uh, all your medical bills and get COP to pay your time off. When people don't have those two things, their lives tend to financially spiral out of control. Because they can't work, they're not getting better, and they can't afford their health care. 
And there are hundreds of thousands of you that still don't know what a CA-16 is. Yeah, serious problem. Like, serious, serious problem. If you're on here, yes, uh, you should go to work and tell someone about a CA-16. Because we go into huge conventions, and Chris will ask the question, how many of you heard of a CA-16? Maybe we'll get five hands out of 100. Yeah. Maybe one. So, and we do that training on Wednesday night OWCP chats. Right. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's right. And then um, the third thing uh, I used to I used to uh, say something that would just give me a laugh. I stopped doing it because it's not funny. Um, but I want to talk about that, too. And then we'll you know, we'll circle back around to the first two. But the third thing that that goes wrong is people don't choose their own doctor. Yes. In many states, you don't have good choices, but the choice is yours, even if it's a choice between lots of bad people. Right. Right. But you get to choose what happens, though is you go where your supervisor tells you to go. And, you know, usually I guess it's an urgent care or something like that. And the urgent cares are staffed by nurse practitioners and PAs, which are fine. We love nurse practitioners and PAs. We have one in every At one of our offices. our offices. Yeah. But the medical doctor's not there. Uh, there's a walk-in clinic that I like to go to here. I've never seen an MD there. Yeah, we haven't. Never. <laughs> it's always a PA or a nurse practitioner. And, and they're great. Okay. There's nothing wrong with them. But an OWCP... If you see a nurse practitioner or a PA, the medical doctor has to countersign everything that they sign. Correct. So let's say they give you a CA-17 or they fill out the CA-17 and sign it. It's invalid. Your supervisor won't have to accept it without the MD signature. Um, or there's a narrative report and it's signed by the nurse practitioner, but not the MD. Well, you're going to get a denial and the denial letter is going to say that the uh, report was written by someone who's not a qualified physician. So when you go to the wrong doctor... You know, problem number one is that you almost don't see a doctor. You see a nurse practitioner. And so that's a denial. Uh, the other thing is almost nobody knows how to get a claim accepted. I, you hear me True. talking about this all the time. 14% of federal workers have an approved claim. And that's not a knock on the doctors that say they do OWCP. They're just not trained correctly. No, it's a total knock on those doctors. <laughs> we, we do have a question. Okay. What if there is no doctor doing OWCP? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And it's unfortunate that that's the situation most of the places in this country because, you know, we're only in 25 states and we're not in every city. We're not in every major area in all 25 states, but you know, there's 50 whatever of us and almost 3 million of you. So you have a problem. We're trying. Trust us. Yeah. So what do you do? Um, that's actually the reason I wrote volume four of breaking OWCP. It's called the 25 things you can do to win an OWCP. And I'm not here trying to get you to buy the book, but you should buy the book at yes. breakingowcp.com. And we've um, known a lot of people that have got the PDF and have used it and it actually has worked in places that there is no doctors. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta download it to your phone. You need to have this information on your phone, uh, in your pocket. I say, put breaking OWCP in your pocket. Yeah. And that's what I mean, because when you're in the situation and you need the information right now, what are you going to go home and get the book? And it don't, won't fit in your pocket, but it'll, your phone fits in your pocket. Yeah. And that's where, you know, most of us keep it. But to answer the question, what do we do if there's not a doctor who's trained? Well, that's the whole point of this book. We kick the doctor in the butt and make him go. We take charge of our situation. We write our own employee statement. We get a witness statement. Um, we read the doctor's narrative. We make sure the doctor signed it, not just a nurse practitioner. Um, you know, all the pitfalls that I see all over the country, I put a solution to all of those things in, in the book, Breaking OWCP Volume 4. 
Um, and that's what you do because to get your claim accepted, you need a great narrative report. Doctors don't know how to write those. And so you've got to tell them what to do. And this book um, sort of puts it in order uh, for you to help help the doctor help you. There is another question. Okay. Um, can you be reimbursed if the doctor is not a provider for OWCP? Yeah. So there's a form called an OWCP 915, and that's a basically a medical reimbursement form. It's any money you spent. And you just need the doctor to write a letter of medical necessity for whatever whatever they did that you know you want to get reimbursed for, uh, reimbursed for, and then you send the form with that letter into the claims examiner, and um, you can get reimbursed for any money you spend out of your pocket. It's not guaranteed. It's not automatic. It will require some documentation, but um, it's worth it if you want your money back. And if you have a CA sixteen, that protects you too. Well, and if, if you- that well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have a CA 16, then ideally you didn't have to pay for anything, but that that only lasts 60 days, right? right. After that, it's over. Um, but yeah, if you have that, you should have to, should not have to pay anything. Just incidentally, at federal interest centers, you can have a CA 16 or not. We tell you to get a CA 16. Um, that's for the other doctors. Yes. Yeah. That's in case you outside know, of federal interest centers. Yeah. Let's maybe you need an MRI or you need to go see a specialist or something. Well, the CA 16 covers you there at those places as well. But for us, we don't care. Uh, we, we're not going to take your money with or without a CA-16. And, you know, we've... You know, like when a UPS driver gets hurt, that's a state workers' comp program. When a postal employee gets hurt, that's federal, yes. right? Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really important. We, we know lots of doctor's offices that if you say, do you take work comp, they'll say yes. And then they don't take federal. They don't take federal. The other thing Eric was saying about uh, the doctors being credentialed is that... If they ever bill OWCP once, OWCP puts them on the provider list. Yeah. They say, oh, look, we've got a provider. And which doesn't make any sense to me because we get all of our doctors credentialed. Every licensed person at every federal interest center's location is credentialed with Department of Labor. Yes. Um, the fact that they would just add a doctor to a list because they sent in a bill um, is pretty ridiculous. Because uh, you call these doctor's offices and they say, I don't, I don't know what OWCP is. They don't. I don't take federal work comp. Well, you took at least one because you build it. And don't go, don't call the office and say, do you take OWCP? Because if they don't even know what federal work comp is, trust me, the front desk girl will not know what OWCP even means or even DOL. Right. Don't use those acronyms. No, they (laughs) won't know. It's you do workers comp for federal employees. Yep. And, um, but unfortunately when you ask them, most of them are going to say no. And that's why I wrote the fourth volume of breaking OWCP, because there's got to be a solution for those of you that are out in the middle of nowhere compared to doctors and you get hurt because right now you're just, it's just like mass destruction financially. You know, I had a girl last week. Uh, yeah, it was last week, Monday saying that she was, she was upset with me because she was six hours away from one of our franchises. I'm sorry. That's all we have right now. And a lot of people blame us for not having doctors. It's really not us. We could have all the doctors in the world, but they just don't want to participate in doing this. But you got to consider, I mean, I love that our biggest complaint is we don't have enough doctors. That's great for business. Yeah. But you also have to consider we have more than 50 office locations. Name me one other person that has 50 office locations. That's true. There's not. We're the biggest one out there and we're still growing, but. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> so in in just to recap, you got to get continuation of pay box 15 of the CA1. That'll pay you up to 45 days of time off. 
You need to demand a CA-16 from your supervisor. They have, by the way, four hours to give it to you from the claimed injury. So you report immediately. And as soon as you report, they have four hours to give it to you. Go ahead and ask them because they're not just going to deliver it to you. Right. You're going to have to demand it. And if they say anything like, well, you're not hurt bad enough or I don't have to give it to you. Believe me, it doesn't matter. They do have to give it to you. The law states very clearly that they shall issue form CA-16 within four hours of the claimed injury. There's nothing on the end of that sentence that says if you're hurt bad enough. Correct. So demand a CA-16 and then pick your own doctor. Even if it's a bad doctor, you, you make the choice yourself. It's your choice. It's nobody else's and nobody can force you to go to any doctor. You go where you want to go. And we're not saying don't go to the walk-in, don't go to the emergency no, room. If maybe you have it's an emergency, to, maybe it's you, urgent. It's okay to go. It's okay to go, but your second next visit should be with a doctor that specializes in federal work comp. Preferably federal injury centers. But you know, like I said, we're not everywhere. But where we are, um, it doesn't make any reasonable sense to go someplace else. Correct. Fourteen percent of you have accepted claims. Nearly a hundred percent of our people have accepted claims. I mean, that's everything. And that's between USPS and AFGE and all the agencies underneath both of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if it's a CA1 or it's a CA2. We get the claims accepted. And that's really important, too, because talking about having to pay back COP, uh, we get all of our claims accepted. I've never had a single person ever have to pay COP back, and that's since 2007. That's a long time. That's thousands and thousands of people because that. That's what happens when you get a claim accepted. And if you do get those letters, because we do hear that people get those letters that they owe it back, shoot us a text, a, a Facebook message, or, or email it to us we'll because there's always some little thing that you probably missed. Or that, maybe your claim's you know, under appeal. It's right. waiting on reconsideration or something. And it's not, there's no final adjudication on it because it's not over. Yeah. How can they say you owe it back when the claim isn't finished? And you can do an infinite number of reconsiderations. So once every 12 months, you can reconsider this thing, Yes, which means you're never going to pay it back. And then eventually the claim will get accepted. I mean, that goes back to the story as that, um, was it Victor in Miami? He kept, you know, filing Gilbert, Gilbert reconsideration for yeah. the eight years until it finally got approved with Chris's help. Until we got a hold of him. Yeah. So, and the same for Scott. Scott did all those reconsiderations and except for the one that. Eight years. Except for the one these jerks over here missed. Yeah, but don't. Not, not our guys. Uh, remember one thing. Don't give up. Don't think it's over. Never I'm, give up. You know, don't think it's over till the fat lady sings and Chris is the fat lady. So if you get stuck. Sing. And he doesn't sing. Um, if you do get stuck and you think your claim should be accepted and it's not, you know, shoot us a message. Send us an email. We'll hand it to our team and they're going to walk you through and tell you what. it. Yes, it is. You're basically screwed or this is the way it needed to be fixed. So that's it folks for more information uh, on this topic or anything else that, you know, is just on your mind or that you have questions about uh, you can come to us Wednesday night at Wednesday night, OWCP chats with Chris and Jeannie on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes. The breaking OWCP TikTok page. That's Follow me tomorrow there, night at 8 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, you can also message us, uh, from wherever you're at, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, send us a message. We'll answer that. And um, you can go to our website, www.federalinjurycenters.com, 
or breakingowcp.com to get your copy of volume four breaking OWCP and put it in your pocket. And if you see, I pinned the link down below. If you want to get the PDF, just click that link and it'll take you there. We also have some gear and uh, shop away. Yeah. And our uh, next time we're on for the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the seven things supervisors do wrong to screw up your cases. That one will be juicy. It'll be like a mini version of Woodshed Night. So yes. we'll have fun with that one. So check back in next week at Breaking OWCP Podcast. All right. Well, don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and tell your friends to go download the Breaking OWCP Podcast from Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to it. Especially those rural and city carriers. This is going to be great for you to listen on in. And then, of course, here we are live yep. at uh, Breaking OWCP on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Have a nice week, guys. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.